0: Well, I suppose there are levels of implications, aren't there? The One is what does it mean for the NPA as a body, and particularly has its integrity been affected, and the other is the implications for, the, for those who have been asked to provide reasons. I think um, it doesn't save the integrity of the NPA, which has been severely uh, rackled by the uh, bringing of charges that had no chance of success in law and then no rapid withdrawal. Um, So the the NPA's uh, current relationship with with the president uh, is already under under scrutiny. Now the president um, issues a letter saying he wants to suspend the the three people who are who are most um, criticised for trying to do the president's will. Now. That could make it look as though, right, we're going to have a, a, an impartial MPA. But there are all sorts of other ways of reading that letter. For one thing, it's the three people whom the Hiddleston Foundation, Freedom Under Law, wanted Zuma to suspend and investigate. So by writing the letter, Zuma could be stopping a court case. and um, That could be the chief motive of the whole thing. We don't know how those inquiries are actually going to work out. Or it could be that Zima is actually, uh, as upset as Nkeneza is, that uh, Abraham dropped the charges in the first place. Now, uh, we don't know what's behind the letter, and so we're not quite sure where it's going to go now. If if things were to happen properly, then there would be a commission of inquiry to investigate those charges that Sean Abrahams brought, because there were a number of a legal opinion at the time to prove that that these charges were ridiculous. And then also why Sean Abrams dropped them so quickly after that. Uh, Because the damage that you do to an institution when you make such a big public fanfare about bringing a case and then discover three days later that actually it's not going to stand is enormous. So the NPA has been damaged already. I suppose your question is, is this letter going to change that? And my answer is I don't know. I, I rather doubt it.
1: And uh, if we talk about the integrity uh, and the damage done to the NPA, um, it actually predates Sean Abrams uh, as the NDPP. Indeed. Uh, and, and if we look at that credibility of the NPA, what can be done to rebuild it? Because as things stand at the moment, um, you have Sean Abrams who is possibly facing a suspension in addition uh, to uh, his deputies, Jiba and Mkwebi, who have already yeah. been suspended. So, you know, it, it really does not make for good reading.
0: Indeed. It looks as though we need some fresh blood, but at the same time, we need the institutional memories of those people who've shown integrity over the years. Um, I'm thinking of Willie Hoffmeyer and a couple of other members of the NPA who really have stuck it out and continue to do the right thing. Now, um, I think they would be in a position to help run the place uh, while it is re uh, I, I think there, there might be too much of a problem, um, as some of the opposition parties have said, in the fact that the President has such untrammeled power to choose the, the leader of the NPA. The, the position of the, the leader of the NPA is such that Parliament has to agree to the person firing, but Parliament doesn't have to agree to who gets chosen in the first place. And I suppose the other solution is that people get appointed to their top position if they've had many years of service in the, in the institution, have shown integrity, and they're already high up in the ranks. What has not been good is people jumping, Zuma appointing people who are much further down in the ranks who haven't shown any leadership. With no particular reason to suddenly jump up and become the leader of the organization. We need to start following the normal procedures, I think, for the selection and appointment oh. of the leader of
1: the but if the constitution guarantees the president the uh, the president those rights, and if uh, he has the prerogative to do so, uh, why do we then continually question uh, when he does make appointments that you know are okay with him, because it is his prerogative as the president to do so?
0: Well, Under law. There's no such thing as a prerogative in the sense that there's no such thing as a completely untrammeled power. That was established in the early days of our constitutional democracy. The the limits on the president's powers when he acts as head of the executive are slight. They're all set set out in Section 84. And the the lowest bar that he has to jump over is just rationality, uh, which is a requirement that there be some connection between what you're doing and the and legitimate government objective. That's all. So it, it, it's a low bar, but nonetheless, it, it can, a court can check whether you are meeting it. In the case of the president's appointment of Similani, the court found that the president had not met that bar because he'd appointed somebody in the commission of inquiry had found out had been lying, and it's one of the requirements of the, the leader of the NPA that that person be a person of integrity and fit and proper. So uh, we mustn't think the president can do whatever he wants. The president is a president by virtue of the Constitution and under the Constitution. And we shouldn't have to keep taking this thing to court. We shouldn't have to be constantly criticizing it. But there are a couple of decisions, in fact, many decisions, in the history of the NPA, which show that there was something else at work other than simply running an effective uh, prosecution agency. And I think when that happens... The the public has to be awake and they have to question it. Remember, the government isn't government because it has power. It's government because we put it there.